0: hello welcome everyone to pillar to post here on fightful overbooked this is your first time joining us it works very similar to around the horn we have four esteemed guests esteemed experts in the world of wrestling they're going to banter about various topics that i have chosen i'm going to score them points based on how i'm feeling and i'm feeling awful after last night and the the hockey game that allegedly happened so i'm in a terrible mood i feel i'm sorry to my guests in advance how i'm feeling they will get points after each round after the second round eliminations will occur a man will be standing a champion will be crowned and it is all dad edition of pillar to post today we just celebrated father's day all of these men everyone should say thank you to these men as they not only are fathers they have to balance this stupid world of wrestling with weeks like last week where it starts with Jeff Hardy with a DUI and it ends with Vince McMahon stepping down and Stephanie McMahon being the interim CEO and in between we get hush money packs and alleged uh well, alleged affairs and everything else that had a bunch of injuries the world of wrestling is crazy and these men not only cover it but they do it with children crying and waking them up at 3 a.m in the morning it is a tough life out there the dad wrestling life let's bring on the guests here first a first ever appearance on the channel a first ever appearance on fightful pillar to post from pw torch it's zach how you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good, Jeremy. Thanks for having me, man. A pleasure. I hope uh hope you got the hundred dollar check I sent you for like for some <laughs> points today. So
0: <laughs> everybody's been sending me money for these points. I appreciate good. it. Look, man, I, I will I will gladly take the bribes. I will take the money. You know how it is as a dad. We got kids, we got kids to support here. Give uh, us all the money you got.
1: <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. But I'm I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, this should be fun.
0: We appreciate you joining us. Returning my sworn enemy my mortal nemesis a man who i will punch right in the face whenever i see him from talk sport from inside the ropes from my nightmares alex mccarthy is here look at this look at this big ass head alex mccarthy how you doing buddy you
2: ain't got the bollocks jeremy you ain't got the bollocks mate don't chat what you can't deliver. Um, Thanks for having me. I didn't want to be on this show. You bullied me you into it. I no, I didn't. Let's go back to our correspondence. I don't remember saying yes. Jeremy just kept persisting, and then he sent me a link, and I was like, oh, shit, I better not, better not let him down. He guilt-tripped me into I actually it. I, won't don't be...
0: think, I actually don't think you said yes. I think No, I didn't. Just, I didn't. Yeah. I, I will not be sending
2: money for points. I'll be doing the opposite. Uh, but there you have it. Delighted you to showed you up. In good company it, anyway. You? Yeah, because I kinda like you. Kinda. Yeah. So that's Aww. all that's all,
0: mate. Oh. Another, another man who I have a heated rivalry with. I don't hate this person as much as I hate Alex <laughs> uh, is is my my partner on this channel, allegedly. I think I actually do more shows than him now on this channel. I've been told by the fiance to always be nice to this person. I never listened to her. From Fightful Overbooked, from the impact streams it's joel pearl joel how are you
3: i am doing well i'm sorry that the check i was supposed to send you got spent on diapers and other various baby products and this new mug that i bought myself just for oh, today God. so oh. happy happy trails to the fathers here on uh, uh, on the channel today
2: joel there's pearl. that great chest again look at that chest <laughs> look at it <laughs>
3: It's ready for you, Alex. It's ready for you. <laughs> What's happening? Mm. What is happening here?
0: Joel Pearl was so excited to show off this mug. I what is rad that? Like, what is that a picture of? Who is that a picture of?
3: I don't know who the picture is of, but let's just say it's me because of the beard. Why not?
0: It, I don't think red, rad. Mug, red mug. It's rad mug. He's right. It looks like it looks like a Lakers beat writer. Right. Uh, I can't think of <laughs> name, but uh, that's legitimately who who it looks like. I should I, I should pull it up on screen. Well, that's a nice mug. Joel Pearl, I
3: need a beanie like that one.
0: Oh, that'd be good. I'm gonna wear a beanie at my wedding. Uh, Jeremy,
2: your your (laughs) missus spends a lot of time telling you to be nice to people, doesn't she? Yeah, that's basically
0: (laughs) that's basically what she does. It's the dynamic.
3: (laughs) it's Ninety percent of their relationship. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, she
0: tells me to be nice to you as well. The kids tell me to be nice to you. I was like, you don't even know him. Just be nice. Somebody who I'm always nice to, except when I'm yelling at him on FMC every single week. Uh, he does more shows on this channel than me and Joel Pearl combined. Uh, he's everywhere. I I guess I can try to list off where he's at. He's here on Fightful Overbooked. He's at Believe for Wrestling. He's at Wrestle Talk. He's at Inside the Robes. He's at He's at uh, True Heel Heat. If I'm missing some, I'm sure he will let me know. You know him. You love him. He's SP3. Hey, doing SP3.
4: I am back the Black woody page is back on pillar to post to once again the fixes in the hush pack screw job is about to be witnessed ladies and gentlemen I am here to lose in glory as I always do on pillar to post because Jeremy he he doesn't want to sh- give me the shine they give me a bunch of shows on this channel but they don't let me shine on this show. It's okay. I love everyone here. Great dads to be a part of this illustrious edition of Pillar to Pros.
2: And you're
1: a twin dad. Special dad. Yes. There you go. Oh my goodness. And Add respect.
4: <laughs> two birds, one stone, a boy and a girl and they're in their terrible twos.
3: Oh, you got it going oh. on, buddy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be two birds,
0: one sperm, not one stone? Stop it. Don't oh. do this now. Oh, I'm just, What? No. What? <laughs> what? That's what happened, yeah. right? Well, you didn't giving him slaughter Didn't use a my stone. guy.
4: <laughs> elite <laughs> big SE3. <is> <laughs> I'm an elite big and I am the face of the new media. I am oh, the face God. of the new media, oh, ladies God. and gentlemen. Jeremy is a part of the new media. Alex yeah. is a part of the new media. Zach is a part of the new media. Joel's a part of the new media. We are all the new media. New media, stand up. <laughs> Too too untoward. stand up staying set staying setting
0: all right let's get into it the opening bell here on pillar to post guys i don't know if you heard about this i don't know if you saw about this if you watch uh wrestling Vince McMahon is just showing up all right he's in the middle of this uh investigation he's in the middle of alleged affair accusations and on Smackdown he's just showing up then now the most importantly thing together He says, you're either with me or against me. He shows up on Raw tonight or last night, unadvertised. It's like, hey, John Cena's coming back. Hope you guys are excited. Never give up, like my hero, John Cena. Uh, He's just showing up. What
3: what is Vince McMahon doing, Joel Pearl? What is he doing? Listen, on Friday, I'm expecting him to come out and just be like, money in the bank, NFTs, they'll be up for sale. And then (laughs) that'll be the entire thing. He'll just walk out after that. I, the Vince thing is both baffling and a giant slap in the face. I mentioned this on Friday on Twitter. I said they're in Minneapolis, and I can think of literally three people. I missed Rob Wilkins, but but uh, Zach will appreciate this. I said I can think of three people who will be in attendance, who will be understanding of what's going on, and their names are Kelly, Wade, and Jason. <laughs> and those three folks are the ones I'm talk, talking about, Kelly Wells and, and, and Wade Keller, who are pw torch and then jason powell who's pro wrestling.net and i said though they're going to be there they're going to understand what's going on most of the crowd is just not going to because they're not they're not there to talk about wrestling the way that we talk about wrestling they're there to be entertained the circus is in town and oh my god you know pt barnum is coming out to address the folks therefore we should be excited that's just the way they're gonna see it and so for vince to come out it's it looks so stupid to us and it and it's a slap in the face to us who know what's going on but he's going to keep doing it because people are going to keep eating it up and his narcissism knows no bounds so he'll come out do the thing welcome to smackdown we're in this together forever you and i doing this dance and we're just going to have to sit there and be spoon-fed it and as of this friday that's when the official takeover uh, or the the uh, when he steps down officially from his position but of course stephanie will be there to uh, call dad at every step of the way and make sure that everything's okay. And then Vince will be there of course to, you know, run the ship because that's just what happens. Nobody, nobody really cares unless they're in the bubble. And those who are in the bubble are just, we're all kind of resigned to the fact that nothing's going to happen. Or at least that's what, that's how I feel. I don't know how everyone else feels, but it just feels like it's just going to, this whole.
0: All right, shut up Joel Pearl. Zach, what is Vince McMahon doing?
3: Oh <laughs> boy. He is uh He's
1: a special human being. That's that's for sure. <laughs> special human being. I mean, look, I I view this as, yeah, he's he's you know slapping slapping these allegations right in the face publicly. I also think he's he's making a, a calculated attempt here to, like, as silly as it may sound, rally fans on his side for like just optics, you know, so that he can. Pull up uh, in front of, you know, Fox or NBC or, you know, any of the multitude of other you know partners that they have now and go, see, look, no, look, I, I'm fine. Everything's OK. Look at everybody cheering me. And it's so silly to like a common person like myself, but a complete madman like Vince McMahon, you know, he, he's got the platform and, and he's and he's going to use it. And so that, to me, that's 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 what he's doing. This is a this is like a rallying cry. This is a, you know, Mike McMahon said it on Twitter best. Like this is him appealing to his base, rallying that, that base. Um, And the thing of it is talk about uh, bubbles and it's like, here's the deal. Like I think this story could matter more than it does right now. And even as new things pop up, if it gets outside of the bubble, if mainstream media starts digging on on the story and you put some actual you know you know big time journalist with a lot of resources behind this that's when I think he could be in, in real trouble but until then you know it, it it is kind of just happening it's simmering he's out there somebody's nose at everything and and uh <laughs> and that's that but yeah I mean we'll see hopefully uh, yeah we'll see him tonight on nxt 2.0 main event possibly <laughs> uh later in the week who the hell knows
0: Alex McCarthy, what is Vince McMahon thinking?
2: Main event popped me. I'm going to imagine he's going to be on NXT tonight. Like, Look at Braun Breaker.
0: Look at <laughs> this, man. Uh,
2: no, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 a lot of what that was just said there. Vince in that WWE bubble kind of coming out. The, even the face he pulled when he came out on SmackDown was really agitating. Wasn't it like, it's me, guys. You know, fresh off allegations. You know how it goes. Don't worry, though. we got a great show in store for you tonight, uh, which they seldom do. But... I don't know. It, it, it's it's uh... <laughs> a for Vince and the way he handles these sorts of things. The whole we're in this together, you know. Then now forever together. I don't know if we are together, Vince. I don't have three million in my back pocket. If uh, if I have an affair in house, they're going to underpaid, the beans. Alex. You're underpaid. If go- you don't have three I, I, yeah, I, I can't even make them an opening offer. I'm just assuming <laughs> they're going to ruin my life and spill the beans. There there is no. Hush money in the McCarthy household. Um, you know, it, it's what I felt stupid for expecting it to be more. Right. I was angry with myself for tuning into Smackdown at 1 a.m. UK time and thinking Vince might say more than the rubbish that he did. That, that and I, I had to take that to bed. <laughs> Vince McMahon managed to deflect my anger on him onto myself very successfully. Um, so, yeah, again, it is just an optics thing. Uh, It it is just a case of saying the WWE Universe, they don't care about this terrible morals that I have. They just care about the wrestling. And unfortunately, uh, there is a stink to it with the whole voluntarily stepped down. And the way it was all worded that he's going to assist in this investigation, but it's all in-house. And yeah, there's some outside legal people getting involved. But really, it's the special committee that are driving this it just kind of stinks that nothing's changing. He's still in ahead of creative. He's still going to be pulling the strings. Stephanie McMahon is, of course, going to be really... I don't want to call her a puppet, but Vince is going to be making the shots. He's going to be calling all the plays. And I think it's... Unless some revelations come out off the back of what happens here, if there are some illegal practices in play rather than just terrible morals, then things might have to make a change. But until then... Vince is going to stay in the saddle, and uh, I just have a horrid feeling
4: it's going to stick that way.
0: SV3, what is Vince McMahon thinking?
4: He is the Teflon Don. Oh. Like he, he he's the uncancelable. He is the uncancelable. He's coming out like he's Jordan Belfort and Wolf of Wall Street. Like I'm never leaving. I'm never going anywhere. That's what he's all about. All this stuff. He never it never said step down from his position. It said step back. And then he's going to stand up and he's going to stand back right where he was before. He is pulling all the strings. The reason why Stephanie was the perfect person to replace him because of her last name, because McMahon is still in charge. And all he's been doing on SmackDown and Raw is showing the world who is still pulling the strings. Who is still in charge of WWE? As long as he has the pen and he is in charge of creative, he will always be seen as the face of WWE. And to a lot of the shareholders and stockholders, that's what they want. Because Vince McMahon is this symbol that brought professional wrestling out of the doldrums, out of the dark arenas, and brought them to the stadium. So to the stockholder and the shareholders, they've seen many of CEOs do stuff like this, and they've gone into the shadows. While Vince is stepping out into the light, he is showing that he is a different breed. Like I said, he is the Al Capone. He is the Tony Soprano. He's the James St. Patrick of professional wrestling. Vince McMahon cannot be canceled.
0: canceled.
4: They all got killed. I I said those names on purpose.
0: (laughs) i mean that's a great point by alex they did all get killed <laughs> i mean there was a hit out on vince mcmahon a long time ago he told the story on on mcafee's show that they that they had to the hit it out on him so uh i guess he better be careful um he's swinging his dick around this man just coming out there and just you know the giant grapefruits he's just coming out there and he he's letting it letting it swing does anything do we think anything's going to happen so there is like five law firms who have put out press releases of like, oh, we're, if you think you've been screwed over your stockholder, come, come join us. And we're investigating this and all this stuff. It has kind of hit mainstream media. Like I, I searched WWE on the Google news a lot and you see it pop up in New York Post and all these other like big websites that I don't really pay attention to unless they're covering wrestling. But when it when Vince stepped down, like that was all over. That when the allegations come out, I mean that's in the Wall Street Journal. That's a pretty big publication. It's hit a lot of the like big media sites. But are you know Zach, you kind of mentioned like. People don't care, and, and Joel yourself as well. Like people don't care. A lot of the wrestling fans just don't pay attention to a lot of this media stuff. They're not in the new media or even the old media. Like if it ain't in the newspaper, they ain't paying attention to that. Like, does anything actually come of any of this, Zach?
1: I I don't think so. No, no. I just I just don't at this point in time, like right now. You know, I mean, I think as the story goes on, that you know, and, and new things come to light. Possibly. Yeah. You know, I I think we're at the beginning of this story. We're not at the end of it. Like, I think we're just starting out. Um, And so I, like I said before, I really think it depends on not, not like CNN and Washington post and and New York times, like covering this news, but committing investigative resources to diving into it and to trying to understand what happened. That I think is what will make, the the biggest the biggest difference in in the world and the thing is like now you know with where these allegations started you know it's very much something that the public pays attention to these big um powerful men that have abused their power for a long time falling that's 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 a story that's been that's been a thing and rightfully so and it's you know kind of shameful that it took so long for that to happen but that's this isn't some like nuanced pro wrestling story like necessarily this is you know allegations of a man with in power using that power potentially for in in abusive ways or in misconduct and 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 hush money. like it's a story that i think is gonna can appeal to a broad audience regardless of whether or not they like pro wrestling and that to me is the is the key here but as we stand here like if we do this show two months from now we all may have very different answers to this question but as we stand here right now no it, it looks like this is going to be just a uh yeah he's going to step aside for a bit stephanie's going to you know jump in investigation is going to happen and you know there we go we're back to, to to where we started that's my expectation but we'll have to see because like i said we're at the beginning of this journey and at the end
0: so what do you think the the final fallout from all of this is whether it's on television whether it's i know commenting on the whole legal matter can be tough but the final fallout on just kind of everything
3: it really is a tale of two vince mcmahon situations because it is one is creative and the other one is the business part of wwe and the business side of wwe doesn't involve vince mcmahon on a day-to-day but it does involve vince mcmahon on as a figurehead and Clearly, judging by Wall Street, judging by any investor, they've put their their respect, and they've put their their influence—not their influence, but they they put themselves behind fence. They put their trust in Vince McMahon, and as a result, him leaving is something that might cause a downward spiral in the in the stock price and and in the business of wwe uh of course Nick Khan has been lauded as as very good at his job and so on and so forth so so it's not like it's going to crash and burn and that's it uh but it would definitely cause an effect if vince were to be gone and out from the creative standpoint i i mean it's hard to argue that things would get would not get better they would get better creatively if vince steps aside however it depends who then takes over because if it's going to be bruce pritchard taking over jeff. well we're mm-hmm. stuck if it's jeff jerry taking over then guess what king of the mountain comes to wwe and Hell here it. we are let's go oh, no. we're no. all for it no. but at the end of the day it really is it's a tale to of of two sides of the man factor it's it's the office mcmahon and then it's the creative mcmahon and they both have very very different outcomes SP3, what do you think the the final form of all
4: of this is? Well, I thought that Vince's quote in the release was very telling that he's open to whatever they find out and whatever the consequences is and I thought the whole press release and Stephanie filling in the spot as an interim CEO and chairwoman was a cosmetic move and I think that that might be the final fallout of this is that they're going to make a cosmetic move and they're going to remove the interim title from Stephanie and she's going to be the CEO and chairwoman but Vince will still be in charge of creative because at the end of the day Stephanie has been Room for this spot. And it makes total sense on WWE's part to put her in that position because this is a whole scandal and allegations that's about mistreating a female employee so you put a female in power so the how the wwe comes out of this looking very very well in everybody else's eyes outside of the wrestling bubble is putting the female in charge permanently and then vince we're gonna lessen your role you're just gonna do creative where we know in wrestling media that that's the worst thing that could happen that we want to have a remove from that creative position because that's the thing that is gonna be most prevalent to all of us but to the outside world stephanie has been groove for this spot for so long they might as well just make it permanent instead of interim i think that that's going to be the only move a cosmetic move in the long run of this
0: that's a great point of a
4: female ceo
0: after all of this even if it, you know these weren't the allegations just like hey look at us women's empowerment women's evolution the woman who created women's wrestling she's now running the company I wish I could mute you and take points away, but I can't. Alex, what do you think the, the final form of all is? Well, I mean,
2: the, the other thing to consider with Vince that we haven't really touched upon yet is that no matter what happens, Vince is never, ever going to really walk away from WWE. He will never, ever really, truly resign. That man will die in the chair unless legal proceedings really take over. So no matter what it looks like on the surface, while he is still breathing, These WWE shows will be Vince McMahon run, Vince McMahon led, uh, and as will the company from behind the scenes. Stephanie, unfortunately, for all the great things she brings to the table over Vince, will never have true power until Vince is gone. And that goes for anybody who runs the company. If there was one man before this came out that if you asked me to bet money on, has some skeletons in the closet, it would have been Vince McMahon, funnily enough. He has a ton of them, I don't doubt. So the fact that this has come out now, this I very much doubt that Vince woke up one day and he was like, I had a bad one yesterday. He paid someone three million, but you know it's behind me now. I'm moving forward. I've made one error. The man, I bet, has plenty of things that could come out as a result of this. But the only thing that will change anything on a WWE surface is if it's something that he can be prosecuted for. Are there legal ramifications? Because if it's something in-house with WWE, I really have all points that Joel made earlier as well when it comes to stock prices and all of this stuff. I have very sincere doubts that unless he is dead to rights, right? unless they have to move him on, can they or will they? So for me, as a product, I'm not getting my hopes up that WWE will change
0: anytime soon. While that man breathes, it will be Vince McMahon's vision. A skeleton's in his closet. He's got a literal dinosaur skeleton just hanging <laughs> on his wall. This man ain't hiding his skeletons, okay? Mm-hmm. I hope, you know, Zach, Zach, you mentioned that, you know, big companies need to dedicate resources to possibly investigating all this. Can I just say that, like, I don't know if David Bixenspan has an agent, but can, can we get this man paid to, like, really dive into this thing? Can, can someone just throw a ton of money at Bix to just uncover and unearth all of this? I'm You'll scared of the
3: tweets that come from that. Please. <laughs> I love Bix, but I'm scared of the tweets and all it'll be an obsessive rant for months and months. Why are
0: you hating on Bix? Joel I love Pearl? I
3: love Bix, but I, I
0: you're muted again. Joel Pearl just fucking himself over in this. <laughs> I forgot you can unmute yourself. I don't like Yes, that. I can. All right, let's move on to our other topic here on the opening bell. Actually, like wrestling stuff to talk about. Hey, there's an event going down this weekend, guys. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Just like the Forbidden Door on our show, SP3, New Japan and AEW (laughs) combining to hold dream matches or matches you may have casually thought about. Uh, What is your most anticipated bout on Forbidden Door, SP3?
4: oh, it's going to be Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy because it's already upset so many people that Will Ospreay is versus Orange Cassidy. And that brings me so much joy, is upsetting people. So I love it. I love it. I think it's a smart decision. Will Ospreay is all about challenges and a different type of challenge than all the dream matches that people were saying for Will Ospreay, the CM Punks, the Brian Danielson. Put them in there with Orange Cassidy. It's gonna be the closest that we get to Orange Cassidy versus Pac, which is still Orange Cassidy's greatest match in AEW at Revolution 20. 2020. They will go out there, they will steal the show. The crowd will be on their feet. The crowd in Chicago love Orange Cassidy. Will Osprey is one of the best wrestlers in the world. They're gonna tear it up and have one of the best matches of the year this Sunday. I can't wait for that. So that's why.
3: Joel, what is your
0: most anticipated match for Forbidden Door?
3: Uh, I've spent a little time thinking about it, and I do think that it's gonna be the Atlantic four-way. I don't care much for the championship at all. But I do care that it's going to be Pac, Miro, Tomohiro, Ishii. And for all intents and purposes, let's say it's Malachi Black because of the the AAA and CMLL situation with New Japan. Let's just say it's Malachi Black. Or they, or or Penta is able to work the show. And then even better, then it's Pac, Penta, Miro, and Ishii. And even then, you can't lose. I think those four guys are going to have a excellent showing. It's going to be a well-worked match. And I would love to see Tomohiro Ishii walk out with that new uh, Atlantic championship. Does-
0: don't be stupid, Joe
3: Pearl. Ishii is not winning. You
0: don't. Ah, uh-huh, you shy. <laughs> you unmuted. I was going to unmute you. And you I unmuted
3: myself, and then you immediately muted me again. No, because I was
0: trying to unmute you.
3: So no, you just you have a slow-ass computer. No. Yes.
0: Anyway. All right. Explain why you want Ishii to win, even though it's not happening.
3: On a show where there is so much crossover but not a lot of expectation for uh, major championships to change brands other than the winner take all, which I, that's a whole other conversation for me. Um, I, I don't expect Tanahashi, for example, to walk out interim AEW champion because then your championship is off TV or is about to be on AEW TV for the next few months until yeah. whenever Punk's back. With the idea of a new championship that is defended outside of aew but still branded aew this is the championship to me that makes the most sense and having ishii as your champion who loves to fly back and forth doesn't give a damn where he is as long as he's working that works for me i don't i i could see miro being their champion that's fine but i just see ishii as a really good starting point uh he can defend it just about anywhere and he'll happily do so
0: Fine. i mean i don't disagree with you but you're still wrong Alex McCarthy, what's your most anticipated bout for Forbidden Door? I mean, they've both been mentioned, so I'll
2: try and get creative uh, beyond this. I do think it is an important night for Thunder Rosa as women's champion. Um, I, As much as I'm a huge Thunder uh, Rosa fan, I don't know if the title reign has really hit the heights that many of us felt with her last year and, and that prior. So Tony Storm, fresh challenger, the only women on the card as well, which, you know, there was this question all month long, like, oh, are they going to work something out with stardom or how are they going to factor the women in here? This seems to be the only one that's made it to the card. And Tony Storm could plausibly take it off Thunder Rosa. I, I, I don't think Tony Khan will do that. But given how that title reign is going and then the momentum, and ah, I could just see Tony Storm coming up with a victory there. So I do think it's an important night for the ladies. Um, but I also agree with the aforementioned points. I think the pack and Orange Cassidy from years past give us plenty of hope of how good Osprey and Cassidy can be. And I would just love to see a lot of people or a lot of, you know, terrible Twitter opinions shut up with a great performance between them two. Um, you know, it's not about Tony Khan was never, ever going to crowbar Will Ospreay into a match, right? He, he could have done, he probably could have done something with the Jay White, Adam Cole, you know all of that stuff. He could have figured out a way to make Will Osprey face someone, but Tony Khan is so damn meticulous with people on his card. He was never ever going to do a Vince and just go, "Yeah, well, put them together, put your biggest guys together." So uh, I think that's going to be great. Um, but yes, I would say the All Atlantic, as stupid as that title is, I do think that's going to be the banger of the night for amazing performers. Whoever takes the place there, Zach,
0: what you're most anticipated about?
1: Well, guys, we have to stop giving that new title. Time. It's complete madness, <laughs> but
0: here's, here's what
1: I'm here. I, I'm surprised no one said it. I, I'm most looking forward to John Moxley against an Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, look, thank you. These are, it's, it's not CM Punk versus Tanahashi, but it's better. This is, these are two major stars in wrestling in each of their companies clashing for the, for the first time with a bit of a backstory with John Moxley Calling Tanahashi out and not not getting him, not getting him, not getting him, and now we have it. Is it kind of an accident? Sure, but this to me, it's not going to be like your your five star Matt wrestling classic. This isn't going to be, you know, PWG style. But this is going to have drama. You know, these two stars are big enough where it's going to mean something when they square off face to face in the ring there's stakes on the line they got to this match in a bit of a convoluted way without question but I think at the end of the day Forbidden Door was about putting the big stars of AW against the big stars of New Japan and I think when you look up and down the card that there's a lot of great matches on the card that you guys articulated but this one right now is really the only one that fits that bill, that checks that box of top star versus top star. And so for that reason, um, I, you know, I don't know that it's going to steal the show, but it's certainly the match that I'm looking forward most to see. The correct
0: answer is always Tanahashi. Zach understood the assignment. The rest of you just saw your little star ratings and everything. This is going to be great. Tanahashi and John Moxley, you fools. I can't believe you guys. I do like your point about the, the women's match. That is a very important match because the Thunder Rosa like Rain has been what it's been. And I don't see a title switch there, but they could do it, right, Alex?
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think
0: they'd I don't think there'd be a big problem if they did put it on Tony
2: at this point. I like you know, like the steam behind Thunder Rosa just isn't there. But uh, mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to see Thunder Rosa get there. You know what I mean? I'd like to see the title reign be reignited. Also, if Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. does happen. like that would that would be the
0: one i'm all here for but you know they're just gonna do a technical wrestling they're gonna do the um shibata exhibition style match like no kicks no no strikes none of that stuff let's just go in there Mm. and just grapple and fuck about that'd be great just stretch a motherfucker yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. (laughs) at the end of round one alex mccarthy is in the lead with 13 points sp3 has 11 zach has 11 and joel pearl has six because he's terrible at this
3: what what is this garbage what this is all because of the way you treat me anyway joel pearl now has five (laughs) points because
0: he's been (laughs) muted
3: cannot believe this
0: Our next segment is, oh, I do have a Super Chat, guys. You can leave in Super Chats. Usually I read them uh, at the end of the show, but because I don't know if SP3 will be here at the end of the show, uh, I want to make sure this gets read now. New media, sit down. <laughs> Thanks,
4: Graham. Appreciate it. Wow. <laughs>
3: don't you do to Sit
4: down, SP3. Sit down. New media out in these streets. We out here in these streets. <laughs>
0: um, the, the next segment is Star Rate. I don't care what your star rating scale is, you can do five stars, you can do 10 stars, you can do 100 stars, whatever your star rating scale is. We're going to star rate whatever the topic I give you. That's very important to the assignment, everybody, to make sure you assign a star rating to this stuff. We're going to start with, I'm sure what everybody is about to give five stars. What is your excitement level for Brock, Roman, part whatever, last man standing at SummerSlam? sp3 what's your star rating excitement level for
4: this oh my god these guys are gonna are gonna be on the wrong side of the truth the right side of the truth is excitement for this four and a half stars i'm ready for brock roman seven everyone loves a game seven i love a game seven we didn't get it in the nba
0: absolutely not i hate game seven i don't want a game seven (laughs) in the sport i currently allegedly hate and follow right now no fuck game sevens when my team is involved i actually don't game seven otherwise is fine go ahead you can continue
4: Yes, from the outside looking in, none of us are, are sports team fans for Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, so we enjoy a Game 7. This is all about Game 7. Roman is pulling – he's coming on the comeback. He's on the comeback trail. He's won three straight, and now he's going to try to win the fourth game in a row. He was down 3 3-0, 3-0 against Brock, and people aren't excited for this. Come on. Where's the, where is the people? It's going to be a last man standing match. We've never seen this between these two individuals before. It's going to be in front of a sold out crowd in Nashville, Tennessee, and everybody is going to want to see who is the champion of champions in the greatest, biggest SummerSlam match of all time. Four and a half stars. That's the star rating the match is going to get. And that's the star rating. My excitement is at for Brock Roman. Seven
0: is it legitimately three three with Roman winning three straight? You just make that up.
4: I think it's like three two one, but we're gonna act like Greatest Royal Rumble Brock one. It's three three, it's three (laughs) three, three, ladies and gentlemen. So, so you're saying. Brock is
2: LeBron in Cleveland in 2016. You you, you legitimately mean. with oh, with
0: boy. this with this sports game seven analogy, you sold me on this thing way more than WWE has done. I'm sold on this now. <laughs> Fuck. Good job, SP3. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the commission checks in the mail. The in the
0: mail. <laughs> Zach, what is your star Wait. rating excitement level for Brock Roman? Game seven, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, now it's it's six stars. No, uh, <laughs> look, I, I'm clocking this in at like two stars. Two stars. I mean, here's the deal. Like, yeah, unfortunately, this isn't real sports. And there's not a lot of drama around this match anymore for a couple of reasons. One of them being they just have yet to deliver, you know, a classic match that is worthy of the hype that it's that it, wwe puts behind it they it, they just haven't you know I'm, I'm grading my excitement at two stars but they're that's kind of where their matches have clocked in dating back to 2015 when they first got got in the ring together at wrestlemania 31 so i think that in and of itself kind of drives my excitement level down because we just have not like if they weren't going to do it with the wrestlemania 38 match which is a a great build to that match and the match itself was okay, but it never got into that third or fourth gear to really make you feel like you're watching something epic happening in, in that ring. It just never got to that point. And because there's been seven matches and not once has it gotten to that point, it's really hard to believe that they're going to be able to pull, pull, pull it off in, in, in this match. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll surprise me come come Summerslam, but until then, it's just not it just doesn't get the ex- excitement up for me. Plus, look, the, you have to tell some kind of story here, right? Like you just kind of had Brock come back, he faced off with Roman on SmackDown, and then like five minutes later, okay, here's this match at at Summerslam that they're gonna have. It's like, okay, if you're gonna do this, you know, get Paul Heyman on the microphone, get Make there be a reason because if you think about it, there's no reason Roman Reigns should have this match again. Like he's already proven it. He's
0: won the undisputed title. Like, Zach, they got weeks to figure this out. They just had the Brock Pop come in. They got weeks to do all of that stuff. This this match is still a month away. You, you can't expect them to deliver all that right away. Joel Pearl, give me a star rating for this.
3: I'll give it two and a half. I... <laughs> i know they're gonna find some stupid way to to make this it's not gonna make sense it's literally going to be brock says i want to do over and then roman saying i don't have to do that i already beat you that dida and then you'll have paul Heyman in the background being like you deserve a title shot because you did this and you did that and they're gonna talk why are you echoing who is echoing it's your it- fault joel it's not me. None of it, my speakers are down. It's not me. Oh, I'm going to blame you. Oh, well, you can blame me all you want, but it <laughs> ain't me. Anyway. And I can take away my train of thought. So anyway, you get Paul Heyman's just going to make up whatever the hell he needs to, to make it make sense. And it's still going to be garbage because they can't have or they haven't had a good match in God knows how long. Their their last match wasn't great at WrestleMania. In fact, it's people spent more time wondering whether or not Roman was hurt in this kayfabe, real whatever the hell it was, than they did about the match itself. I, we we live in a world where Brock had a better match with Goldberg at a WrestleMania than he has with Roman in the last five years, and that's telling. There are so many better people who could have stepped up and challenged Roman Reigns in a in kayfabe, and also just that makes sense. Seth Rollins didn't lose fairly at Royal Rumble uh shinsuke nakamura got made to look like a bitch and nothing ever happened after that on that happened on smackdown weeks ago bobby lashley did the the, the title thing at the last pay-per-view and what are they doing now they've got him with the uh, the, the theory thing and then john's is the U.S. title not a title, Joel Pearl? It ain't the world title that he was running around the ring with Jeremy Lambert. It's not the same damn thing. So you could have Bobby Lashley come out and say, you took me out of Elimination Chamber. I had a concussion. That's bullshit. I want my championship match. And Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam would have been just as good, if not better, for the storytelling aspect than Brock Lesnar and Roman Chapter 78
0: chapter seven sp3 made that very clear alex what's your, what's your star rating excitement level for this i am uh,
2: a solid 2.5 stars as well um i mean I'm, i buy into sp3's game seven but it's the longest nba finals in
0: history <laughs> it's
2: like four
0: years you know that does according, according to- the luster According to my fiance, the basketball season never stops, which I don't think she's wrong. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, still, that's a long ass
2: finals. Uh, the, the story was done. That's 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 a big problem here, right? When when it came, I was pretty much done with Brock and Roman and a bit eye rolling when they first tried to go back into it last year. But loving heel Roman, Brock ended up being a far more lovable and fun baby face than many of us anticipated. And I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm back on board. And then, of course, you had the X Factor that was Paul Heyman. That was a story that hadn't been told either, like the manager being split between the two. But we've done that story, right? Like, the, at day one, Brock champion, then screwed over at the Rumble. We get to WrestleMania. Roman wins. Clean as a whistle, might I add. The story is done. There is no reason to revisit it this soon. Again, like, okay, Brock's your biggest star. They've literally just gone, Brock's a big star, well, Uh, uh Roman Reigns' plans for Randy Orton at SummerSlam. They're not happening. What can we do? Uh, we'll figure out the story later. Brock Lesnar is in. So I understand the WWE logic. And again, as me and SB3 like to say, put on your Vince hat. Uh, it's a very tainted hat. But it's a hat. And it's one of those things where, okay, I understand why Brock's in there. And on paper... It's a big matchup. They think it will appeal to the casuals. And the big four is kind of about the casuals in some ways to WWE. But there is no hope from my end that this is going to change anything about the history of their rivalry. The only thing that really does intrigue me is that it's not just a straight up one-on-one. Last man standing. Roman's had a good couple of those. Uh, Kevin Owens being a recent example that I enjoyed. Him and Brock have the propensity to do some good things. With, with, with that stipulation. Will it happen? Yeah, that's another question. But that gives me a reason to at least check this out. And it stops my excitement from going higher, the fact that the story was done.
0: Next topic on Star Rating. Kushida is back in New Japan. How excited are you? Aver- Star Rate, Kushida being back, whether it's anticipated matches, just his return, whatever it might be for you. Joel Pearl. One
3: and a half. They brought him in and they gave him the junior heavyweight treatment right away after everyone said, oh, Kushida could come in and declare as a heavyweight. And then the first thing he does is challenge for the junior heavyweight championship. Sure, matches will be great. Kushida is a wonderful wrestler and he puts on bangers. But unless he then levels up and goes for the, the heavyweight division and starts really going for it, I've already seen it with Kushida. That's how I'm feeling.
0: Joe Pearl, be honest with me. Was that level up intentional? I, <laughs> I don't think it
3: was. On Peacock every it. single Friday night after SmackDown.
0: I don't think it was. Zach, Star rate Kushida being back in Japan. I'm, I'm writing at
1: two stars. And look, I want, I want to be higher on this. I mean, I really do. I really do. But you just can't be with how he was, you know, reintegrated back into the into the company, into the fold. There's just there's nothing. About how he was presented upon returning, that tells you, at least right now, that he's going to do anything kind of fresh or new in the heavyweight division. And you know, to be honest, he's had a tremendous career as a junior heavyweight in in New Japan. But man, we've seen we've seen it all with with him. I mean, we've really seen it all. And there's it's going to be really hard for him to stay fresh. And I think, uh, you know, I, to be honest, like the NXT run that he had, I I think he's got to have quite a bit of good matches to kind of wipe some of that, that stink off him because people saw him in that environment. Obviously he's got other matches in new Japan that you can go check out. But right now the recency bias is like, Oh wait, okay. It's this guy again. And I just, I don't think he has the fresh opponents uh, in the junior heavyweight division to kind of take him up to that, to that next level. So, I, it sounds mean, but this seems like a guy who's kind of just falling back into his comfort zone, happy that he's going to be kind of getting a check and 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 then just, you know, kind of throwing his hands up. I'm not sensing here that this is some big elevation for for Kushida. And it's unfortunate. I think he's a talented guy. I think he has range if he wants to use it. But I don't get that sense uh, based on what we've seen since, you know, with this reintegration of the company.
0: Alex McCarthy, Star rate Kushida being back in Japan and continue the trend of naming C-level shows from other companies, as Joel said, (laughs) level up and Zach said, elevation. Well, he's not about to be the main event, right? He uh... (laughs) is... But
2: if he attacks this with a lot of velocity, no, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I've got to say, it's probably like a a one, one and a half star for me, just because I don't really give a fuck. I watch New Japan's biggest shows. Um, I I like Kushida. I'm happy for him, right? It's good for him that he got out of that situation in NXT because it took ages once he got to the company to get going. And then when he kind of did get rolling, then abruptly... He didn't again so uh, i'm very happy to go see him work and, and and but all the points that the guys just made uh, there's nothing I'm really clamoring to see kashida do I mean i I, I not realize the guy's 39 now he's been he's been around longer than you think like so good for him that he's going back to you know it, going home and he gets to have these matches and be an important part of the of the roster in a in a in a section of it anyway um but yeah i, I just don't think as as horrible as this sounds to say to a great wrestler like Kushida, I just don't think anything game changing or, you know, particularly
0: as career C-level defining shows not sea level companies, Alex McCarthy. <laughs> SB three. Star oh. rates, your excitement for Kushida being back in New Japan.
4: Once again, I gotta be the voice of reason I'd have four stars Because he's gonna be a four star machine Once again, Kashido Was delivering great matches In NXT before they decided To rebrand it to 2.0 And put him with Jack Off Time or something like that Whatever the name of the team was And now, he's going back And he's gonna avenge his last loss Against Haji Ishimori In the Junior Heavyweight Division The Junior Heavyweight Division is much different Than what it was when he left Because he got El Phantasmo, you got Ace Austin, you got Alex Zane, you got Akira, you got a whole bunch of guys that are new and fresh, this talent pool that was just in the best of the Super Juniors tournament, and the Junior Heavyweight Division needed another star, because it's been all about Ishimori, El Dorado, and especially Horomu Takahashi for the past three and a half years since Kashida left, so they needed to put him back in the Junior Heavyweight Division to reintroduce him, but this is also a totally different New Japan They don't just stifle you and put you in the box of the junior heavyweight division. Hiromu Takahashi has been in the New Japan Cup. El Fantasmo is in the G1 climax. He's going to be working with the heavyweights. You guys are in your WWE minds of, oh my God, they're putting him in the box again. He's never going to get out. He's like a mime. He's going to get out of that box and he's going to be able to flourish and be in the U.S. title scene. He has a home, he said in his promo. He has a home in the U.S., he's going to be on New Japan Strong. Be able to mix it up with Filthy Tom Lawler and Jonah, and be a part of the never the uh, open weight division over there. So he's gonna be all around. He wants to be in New Japan because he can help it grow. Unlike what he did in NXT, where they put him in the box and he stayed in that damn box. Don't put Kushida back in the box.
2: Your your WWE voice is very Dave Chappelle's white voice.
4: Oh, I thought that's what he was doing. He was just uh, doing,
2: he was making fun of you you,
0: you white people.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like,
1: oh,
3: okay,
2: that's fine. Is uh, SB3
3: insinuating that Kushida is going to be shotgun to the main event?
2: Dashby Feature he, he said he's working everybody. Shut up,
3: Joel Pearl. Ever. <laughs> Let me have everybody. it. You guys <laughs> wanted
0: C-level shows. Get out of here, Joe Pearl. Uh, star, team rate, team. star rate, star cool. speedball Mike Bailey, the new X-Division champion. Star rate him as the wrestler of the year. When it's all said and done, basically put odds on speedball Mike Bailey as the wrestler of the year. Alex McCarthy. Oh, odds on it? Jesus. Well, a star rate, like, you know, odds. Yeah, okay. Um. Like how confident are you in this happening based on your star ratings? Probably
2: one or two stars not and it's got nothing to do with his talent at all but it's just the the platform right like it, where he does these matches i'm not doubting any of that and again the slam reversary match was was incredible but i just don't see uh, an aew and someone not aew wwe new japan being top of that billing really and again you look at i, I don't know the exact criteria either for that um who does but Again, I have to fit factor in like these events and drawing. Yeah, of course, uh, like what they draw and uh, and all of this kind of thing. And I just I think he's at a disadvantage with a lot of that criteria, sadly. But um, really talented guy though, who who would be deserving of such an honor.
0: Zach, star rate uh, Mike Bailey's odds as wrestler of the year.
1: Uh, two and a half stars for me. The guy is supremely talented. I mean, he is really talented, and, and I think. What I like most about his matches is not not necessarily the flash, but it's it's the intensity that he that he can bring to it. I mean, it, like, he's able to kind of balance flash and that this is a fight and not a dance, like, very, very well. And I, and I think that's going to suit him. The, you know, he's just not, to me, he's just not there yet. He's having really good matches. He's on the up and up. But I think it's more so he's got competition from, like, a Dax Harwood, for example. Like, I go there and I'm like, all right, like if I, you know, if I'm kind of looking for the diamond in the rough, as far as who wrestler of the year could be, like I go there first, bigger platform, bigger opponents. And, and so Dax kind of takes it just because of that. Um, I, I think Bailey just has a, 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 he's on the trajectory. And I think he has to get a few more big matches under his belt. I think he needs to get a few more eyes on him. So maybe that is, um, you know, it's not really going to happen for you in, in in impact wrestling. But hey, there's worse things to be than the X division champion. Bottom line is, he's still like an up and comer in, in my eyes, but a very very talented one. And you know, two three years down the road, when he has maybe some you know main events that he's drawn under his belt, like the sky's sky's the limit. You know, this is the beginning, and uh, so it's no knock. It's just just stating facts. Just three.
4: Man, I've been on this Speedball Mike Bailey bandwagon, so I won't I won't go to full five because I understand what Alex and Zach is going, but I'll go four and three-quarters stars as Speedball Mike Bailey has been tearing it up. If this was a question for the Independent Wrestler of the Year, it would be no question. He's five stars. It's five stars. He's been the best independent wrestler in the whole world. But as far as Wrestler of the Year, I give it four and three-quarters because he's in my top five. He's tearing it up in Impact Wrestling. He's working GCW. Has been phenomenal, versing big major opponents like Zach is saying, like Minoru Suzuki. He's been in there with with Blake Christian, who was on the critically acclaimed NXT 2.0 before. So he's he's doing it against big time opponents. He opened up Slammiversary, won the X Division Championship. His matches in. uh, He just had to tear it up with one of AEW's own, Takeshna, back in uh, West Coast Pro. So he's having these great, spectacular matches. If this was a question for most outstanding wrestler, I think he's definitely number one or number two in the world. And a couple of the suggestions and other people don't have that strong of arguments because Dax Harwood with Wrestler of the Year is not just having great matches like Speedball might Bailey, like Dax Harwood is having it's all about your drawing power. It's all about where the company positions you Dax Harwood, they're not positioning him in that fact. I think I think it's probably Will osprey maybe ahead of him and Cody Rose, but Cody Rose just got injured. So there's only one guy really that has a strong argument that's above him and that's osprey so i'm putting speedball mike Bailey in my top five for wrestler of the year so four and three quarters
3: joe pearl wrestler of the year one star breakout performer of the year give them all the stars because there is a giant group of people who have not seen this guy work in in five years unless you were in canada or watching canadian indies you didn't see this this guy, you didn't see Speedball in the same way that you're seeing him now. And so for, for us to be able to go back and watch Speedball after five years away, tear it up the way that he has, he's he's clearly on a path where he is recognized for all of the incredible matches he's having, whether that's an Impact or GCW, whether wherever it is on the Indies, doesn't matter. He's having those matches, he's getting the recognition, that will land him further and further up the money, up the money tree, up the card, wherever he wants to go. Once upon a time, the rumor was that Speedball was going to WWE, and then that didn't happen. He wound up at Impact. And honestly, I think that wound up being the best place for him right now because in the next two years even, he's going to find himself a home in a top promotion, and he's going to have those banger matches, and he will get to that Wrestler of the Year. But for now, like I said, Wrestler of the Year, no. Uh, breakout performer of the year 100 all the stars for that
2: do we not think Seth Rollins deserves a little nod to be in the discussion no is that a
3: no Maybe I, they, they
2: don't don't put him in the top think,
0: position. No. Honestly, Seth Rollins the might position. be at the, the he kind of is in the top position. The Cody feud was was big. Like it might be Seth Rollins right now with all of these injuries and everything. Yeah. Ro- like, Roman at the Rumble was great apart from the finish. Like he's had a good year. He has yeah. a good year. Yeah. yeah. It, it honestly might be Seth Rollins. I'm I'm on the speedball bandwagon, but the platform is probably gonna end up holding him back at the end of the day. After one round, after the first uh coming up to the elimination here. SP3 is in the lead with 22. Alex has 19. Zach has 15. And Joel Pearl, you have 13. I was told to be nice to you, but I can't really be nice if your performance is going to be this bad, Joel Pearl. (laughs) So please plug whatever you have to plug. Actually, you know what, Joel? I am going to be nice to you. I'm going to give you a chance to save your spot here on this show. All right. And not only do you get to save your spot on this show, I will eliminate SP3. From the show, <laughs> even though he's in first. All you have to do, Joel Pearl, all you have to do is say three nice things about me. That's all you got to do, <laughs> Joel Pearl, and I will eliminate SV3 and save you.
3: You're a wonderful listener. Hmm. You have a like wonderful partner for whom you care immensely. And finally, that's
0: true. I do care a lot about Steven Jensen.
3: That's right. And you would do anything for those you love anything. Anything, Jeremy. Sinister. I appreciate that.
0: That's that's you know what (laughs) I I can. Yes, that's a that's very nice things you said about me, Joel Pearl. I appreciate that. SP3. I'm sorry. Despite an outstanding performance and despite being in the lead with 22 points, you have been eliminated. You made your bed.
4: This is this is a BS. Uh, once again, once again, Jeremy Dan Lambert is screwing me over. He's doing what he always do. He's not the great liberator of of, of performers like me, like Tony Antoine Khan is. He's not a liberator and the Teflon Don that Vincent Vinny Mac McMahon, Teflon, Al Capone McMahon. For people like me, I'm the forbidden door and I'm being forbidden from winning. Once again, pillar to post always screws. SP3. I'm out of here. Well, I'll see y'all on the NBA draft. Well, watch it. But I'm out of here for now. Screw all everyone here. I hope no, I hope Alex wins because Joel Joel is just a suck ass who just who just sucked (laughs) up to you and didn't didn't stand by didn't stand by what he really believes and just lied to you to screw me over.
3: Hey Jeremy. I'm
0: fine with lies.
3: Jeremy. Can I have his points?
4: Yeah, you can have his
0: points, Joel.
3: You don't care what you don't have. Now I've got a problem.
0: We gonna have his points. That's fine, Joel. What's twenty-two plus thirteen? I failed math. It's
3: twenty-five. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. 35, 35. 25.
0: <laughs> twenty-five. Apparently, you failed math as well, Joel. Pearl. I'm not a math magician. <laughs> <A> math <mathemagician. laughs> magician. Thank you for being here, SV3. <laughs> See you Thursday for the draft <gasps> show. Everyone, go check it. Oh, Alex McCarthy's about to get a bunch of points.
3: Oh, bring it out the kids. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the daddy edition.
0: Yeah, Hey.
2: <laughs> everybody, Hello bring it
4: Where are my kids <laughs> at? And then
2: it's her birthday. Oh, hey. <laughs> happy birthday! Happy birthday! Hi, yeah. SP3. Nothing. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Happy birthday, honey. Okay, right. You're gonna
0: Aww. go. Yeah.
2: No. What about you, big girl? I don't know. She's like, I want to be on camera. All right. Mm. There you go. Does
0: she she have an opinion on Vince McMahon? What do you think about Vince McMahon?
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see? (laughs) Mm. Mm. He's like, you know, you know. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, Joel is at thirty-five now because of all of that.
1: Unbelievable!
0: I'm I'm bumping Alex up some points for the run-in. So, Alex, you're gonna be now be just going to be at twenty-three. And Zach, I'm sorry you did not kiss up enough so far, and you do not have kids uh, make a run-in <laughs> on the show.
3: So Damn journalistic integrity! Still, you're still at
0: 15. <laughs> for our next round, very simple. It is a pick'em round, and we have very simple topics for the pick'em. Zach, who wins the men's Money in the Bank briefcase in a week? Who is your pick?
1: Drew McIntyre is going to win Money in the Bank. I'm steadfast in believing that this is going to happen, okay? And hear me out. The babyface cash-ins on Money in the Bank have been
4: nauseating for me. Seeing these
1: babyfaces run in and sneaking away their, their championship wins. Drew McIntyre can fix that whole thing with this victory. With the UK show coming up in early September, I think you put Drew McIntyre over. You need a top babyface in WWE in general with, with Cody and Randy Orton out. like this is This is a moment to kind of build Drew back up. Even if it is in the short term, you build him up, he wins money in the bank, and he can actually cash it in like a real babyface would – Call his shot. Say, this is where I'm going to face Roman Reigns. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be at the UK show. So is he. You don't have the silly run and nonsense. This, to me, is a layup. Make that call, WWE.
0: Alex McCarthy, give me your pick, and try not to be too upset that Zach stole your answer of Drew (laughs) McIntyre.
2: Well, I I, I don't know. I I like Zach's rationale, but I I just think that it's been – Widely discussed already. Like Drew Roman is pretty much happening in Cardiff. I don't know if you need to do Money in the Bank to do that. Of course, that wouldn't prevent WWE doing it. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> there's easier easier ways to get there. Um, you know, Finn Balor's an interesting choice. Uh, a, a guy who's been away for a while and now he's leading that faction again. That could be a way to jettison him back into that picture. And, you know, going up against Roman would be kind of fresh uh, if he was to do that. But likely. They do need to make a baby face. Uh, i He's not technically a baby face, but I would like to see Kevin Owens get it because I do think he could become a baby face again very quickly. It's been just enough time since him and Roman locked horns. Uh, at, it's all kicking off here. At the turn of the year, the other year. So uh, I, I, just, I just think I'm speaking of bias here. I'm making a case for Kevin Owens to be the Money in the Bank winner. But I do think... Bailey probably returns and becomes the female money in the bank.
0: Alex, 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 we, we'll get there and you've made like th- 30 picks right there. As <laughs> uh, as to who your pick was. Still, two is one too many. Alex you are getting docked points now.
3: You're down Granted. to 22. Joel Granted. Pearl. Uh before Friday, my honest to God answer was Mad Cat Moss. And <laughs> I and I'm I'm serious because you need a, they, they're you trying are. to make a guy They're trying to make a guy, and they've given him all these wins against Baron Corbin. Now they're moving him past the Baron Corbin thing. They want to put him in Money in the Bank. He's a guy that has the physique. He has a look. He could be better on the mic, but they clearly like him. He's someone that before Friday was going to be my pick. And then they brought Brock back, and then Seth Rollins is in Money in the Bank. And then they brought up Heist of the Century over and over again. So I'm kind of feeling like we're going to get Seth Rollins Winning money in the bank, cashing in at the rumble or sorry, at, uh, at SummerSlam, but he's gonna pin Brock this time and not Roman like he did at WrestleMania 31.
0: Joel, it's a last man standing match. You can't do a pin in right, a last right. man standing match. So they're gonna But, it, until but it would
2: after just become a triple threat, until it, until wouldn't it? After,
3: yeah. yeah, it'll it be would after just, the match.
0: Yeah. So they're gonna actually have Brock or Roman lose.
3: Roman's gonna be down for the 10 counts doesn't matter who wins or loses. The guy that gets pinned is going to be Brock. They're going to make it a triple threat.
0: But it does matter. It, but he's not getting pinned, though. He All right, so last both men are down and it match. becomes a
3: triple threat, last man standing match. Either way.
0: Roman and Brock are both going to be down for 10.
3: Well, look at that. Then we have a new champion in Seth Rollins and we've huh. done the heist of the century all over again.
0: All of this logic is flawed. It makes sense except for the last man standing, but I guess it's WWE, so you can just yeah. make the last they'll man find standing a, way. a pen fall. Yeah.
3: They will 100% find a way to make a title change true. there, or they'll split the championships and he'll take Seth will take one, Roman takes the other, and then they'll do Seth versus Cody at WrestleMania after Cody wins the Rumble, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Pick them,
0: <laughs> women's money in the bank winner, Alex McCarthy. You've already given your pick, but pick again. Bailey is gonna win it. She's
2: gonna make the return. Uh again, she seems to be on course. We've seen her training. Um, her star power uh is one thing to have been missed, but just her general presence on on TV has been sorely missed. The way she was taken out last year with a knee injury. I genuinely believe she's gonna get like a triple H MSG-esque pop when she returns she's going to be a super over baby face but i still think she actually will go back into her kind of annoying knock knock character uh ding dong sorry um so I, I would actually think that that would juxtapose well with bianca belair uh, or whichever route she decided to take so bailey has been well missed she'll come back and be a big player you gotta remember the time she had before she went off we were crying out for bailey to have some time right she didn't even get on that mania card everyone she didn't even get on it uh and now i know sasha's away and you know charlotte's away and there's all these things are in flux but bailey would be a major major return for wwe and i think they'll
3: position her as such for once joel friends when is money in the bank
0: July something the second okay what is
3: two days later
0: The 4th of July?
3: Oh, gosh. How do you celebrate the 4th of July? You give it to the Marine. Lacey Evans is winning money in the bank on the women's side. I'm sorry, folks. And that's going to be how they turn her heel afterwards, is by having her be this POS... I won I won the, the money in the bank. I deserve your applause. I deserve your adulation. And she's gonna win by nefarious means or she's not she's gonna win the title down the line by nefarious means. Lacey Evans is gonna win Money in the Bank. Been saying it since March.
0: Oof. I had to yell at Sean Ross Sab. And I also don't like your answer. Uh
3: Zach, who are you picking?
0: Yeah, I can't believe I'm actually gonna
1: say this out loud, but I I Lacey evans i mean that i mean you don't wwe does not look i'm even rolling my eyes at myself saying this one of you guys jump through the screen (laughs) and slap me across the (laughs) face for sure but look it's not an accident that that she was promoted the way she was when she's coming back they put a ton i mean a ton of juice behind her return to the company it's not effective in my opinion but when you look at just the ecosystem of WWE, where is the light shining? Well, it's directly on Lacey Evans right now. I mean, it is on, on her for better or worse. I'm not arguing whether that's a good call. I'm looking at just the facts of it all. And the bottom line is, when if you can put that briefcase on her, it really, outside of like a Bailey return, everybody else who's kind of in that match or is hovering around that match, the, the briefcase doesn't do much for them at this point in time. Like Becky Lynch, you know, if she w- gets her way into that match, okay, you know, she doesn't need it to, to get a title shot. And I mean, Liv Morgan's kind of been there, done that. And again, you're dealing with that silly babyface, you know, cash in type deal. Here, this can actually give Lacey Evans some credibility. And and if she's going to be continued to be like beating us over the heads with, hey, I'm important, I'm important, I'm important. You got to give her something to like, let her lean into. And so this is that. She can cash in as a heel. I think it all works. Can't believe I'm saying it out loud, but such is life. Let's, let's gonna... we
2: forget the the plans they had for her before she went away. Thank you. As well. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly.
3: They had huge plans for her in Charlotte at Mania, and yep. then everything happened. And you're Rick. T-
2: don't, don't forget Rick. You're
3: all <laughs> I'd rather forget to, Rick.
0: Uh, <laughs> what a story. You're, uh, you're all terrible people for the, the Lacey mm. Evans thing. But hey. I also think you're right. <laughs> yeah, you did, at least they pick Bailey. You're right, Alex. <laughs> true. Uh, after the third round, Zach, sorry, right, you're the low man with 24 or 23. It's only because of that theft. The kid ran it. Look, man. Alex had the kid, and yes, Joel Pearl also did steal points. So
2: I'm I, not above it, Zach. I'm not I, above I it. At all. Politely. I will peddle my children. Well, out. You know what? It point. was a
1: rookie mistake on my part. Next time, I'm gobbling up those points instantly, instantly, <laughs> you. instantly. You guys, watch harmonious, out.
2: Harmonious
0: family on screen. Uh, Zach, useful. let everybody know where they can find you at.
1: You got. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. A blast. I suppose it's been good chatting with you, but, you know, whatever. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at at ZHadornTorch right there. You can find all my work there. But also just just check out PWTorch.com. We've got some wonderful things going on over there. We're on YouTube. You can find us there too. Um, And, uh, yeah, just look there. Search PWTorch anywhere and you'll find my work as well as the work of a
0: multitude of other really great uh, contributors. We like pw torch around here some of these websites we have beef with but not PW Torch. <laughs> thanks for joining us today zach everyone follows that you guys get yeah, right there z head on torch on twitter go to torch support thank you zach we appreciate it man we're down to two it is two people i cannot stand i don't know how <laughs> they got in this position but here they are alex mccarthy and joel pearl the final round here head to head all the points are erased so all those points joel pearl got they're gone it is one verse one battle, and we're gonna start this off with: give me your favorite impact moment and their twenty-year history, Alex McCarthy. <laughs> so uh, I'll give it. Like I want to say the triple threat, like
2: the triple threat. Obviously, AJ Styles, Samoa and Daniels. But the first thing that came to my head when you said that. Was Booker T on commentary beating the crap out of people <laughs> in the ring? That's my a... favourite. That makes me the laugh the most. Um, it's obviously not their greatest moment at all, but still, it was my favourite. It's your favourite uh, moment. Doesn't it? It is their greatest. It was the first thing that ran to my mind. I will watch that every time I see that clip uh oh here come here come booker T! oh oh uh, and it, it gives uh austin creed the business uh, it's fantastic viewing it really is and it was and, and the main event mafia by the way i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion i loved it so um yeah that, i'm going with that now i've said it joel parlor
0: your favorite moments in impact history
3: i'm gonna go way 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 back to the second nwa tna pay-per-view and it's AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, Psychosis and Low Key. It's the first X Division title match. They do a double pinfall thing where you got to be you got to be pinned twice to be uh, to win the match and it wasn't bad. Like it made sense for these guys cuz they were so fast and so good. And really what came out of this was like one of the best early feuds in TNA history and that was Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles. They had a standout tag team and then they became the a standout feud for the X Division championship that will always stand out as something that like immediately hooked me in TNA um, i can give you another one but we're only going for one so that's that's my choice
0: i'm giving the point to alex McCarthy because that moment <laughs> does roll with
3: it's fair <laughs> with booker t i'm black the snow Bla-
0: black snow ruled that's great <laughs> uh i watched miz and mrs last night you guys watch this show this is that's yes. what i'm doing with it it's I'm,
3: the okay. best show in the world it is great it's
0: very wholesome like good reality television mm-hmm. uh miz is uh he's on WWE raw a lot as well i watched Raw for the first time in like weeks apparently the miz has according to those on television very tiny balls so my question is very simple joel pearl does miz have tiny balls
3: I thought he had balls the size of Stan Marsh when he microwaved his butt <laughs> to carry him around in a wheelbarrow. That's what Just I was. Just a little bit of cancer, Stan. Just a <laughs> little bit of cancer. <laughs> That's what I understand it to be.
0: Alex Carthy, does Miz have tiny balls?
2: No, he's got
0: to have big balls
2: to get hold of Maurice He has to, he has to have great <laughs> balls
3: <laughs> Maurice is really the balls Well, else.
2: We, we've just established this Stan Mars was the desire of everyone Randy Marsh, sorry, when he had big ass balls So, ego facto Mears must have the balls That brings in the ladies, and he got in Daniel Bryan's face So there you go, could have got his head kicked in Damn it
0: I've given it to Joe Pearl for the, the South Park reference Yeah, he deserves that <laughs> it is it is one one the final the tie-breaking topic here it's all bad edition of pillar to post so Mm. alex mccarthy has already used his kids for points uh, as they (laughs) did a run in (laughs) i just want to know and joel i know you're a new father but what's what's been your favorite dad moment so far in your life alex mccarthy oh my god
2: what a loaded question that is um Uh, it's, I it's I would say becoming a father um was like the, the start of my life in a weird way. Did that I don't know if that makes sense to anyone who has kids now, but um everything before it seems really just different and redundant and they've made me a better person. And now that they're a bit older, so six and four, um, and they can tell you like we just had Father's Day, right? And they tell you how much they appreciate you and love you. Um I, do, I, I guess just seeing them happy. Oh, that's such a sappy shit answer. But like how, when they are, you know what I mean? Like uh, if I have a day off, I think, man, what can I don't think I want to lay around and do this. I want to do things that will make them happy. Cause that makes you happy. It's a very weird intrinsic line of thinking that didn't exist pre to kids. So, um, man, just, just their general joy, how shit that is. But I'm, that's what I'm going with. Best great. They're all
0: great moments. Joel Pearl, what's your favorite dad moment so far?
3: So for those who don't know, my son is almost three months old. He'll be three months next week. And there's this this saying that when you have your first kid or when you have any kid, like you unlock this new love and blah, blah, blah. And it's like this love you've never felt before. I didn't get that when my son was born. I didn't have that feeling. I was overcome with emotion, but I was like freaked out at the same time because this is my first Mm. child. Um, but now it's been a couple of months and I've gotten to a groove and he's starting to look more like a human. And to be truth be told, he looks a lot like me and it's scary in some ways. Uh, one of my favorite things with him is, is making him smile and making him have those little moments where like he starts kicking and flailing his arms and limbs because he's excited and he's into it. Um, and, and taking him for a walk because it's our time together. We live near a big sprawling park. That's also a cemetery. It's very like serene. It's very open. So we get to do that. Go for a nice, you know, long walk while mom gets to take a nap. So that's our time. And and when we get to have our time together, it's really, it's, it's special. It's precious. And, and I think Alex nailed it on the head before kids life was trivial, redundant. Like it's, it's different now in a very good way. I don't need to sit on Twitter all day. Because Twitter's not real life, you know. There's so much more going on with my home life than there is on the internet with the stream.
2: I know exactly what you mean with the not feeling much until they can give you. They have personality and they give you something back. Like people won't understand that unless. But I know exactly what you mean.
0: I think (laughs) both great answers, and I appreciate both of you answering with the the dadness in in each of you. Um, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm I'm awarding this victory to to Alex McCarthy. I I don't know why, but Alex McCarthy
3: by you default. Won. You only give it to
0: Joel. <laughs> His <wife is> really <laughs> Almost crazy. by default, because yeah. It, look, I, I got to pick between the the devil or the other devil, and I just flipped the coin, and the devil
3: won. So I'm here anyway. I, I,
2: I very nearly went with the story uh, when you asked about the kids, where I was bath when my eldest was two, right, and I said. I went up to the bath and there was just loads of shit in there. Like, <laughs> like, like, like more than there should be. Right. Like for one human. And she just said, Hallie did it. And Hallie was in bed. And I was like, ah, they're sisters. Right. Like it was kind of like, ah, <laughs> oh. I finally realized that they knew the meaning of siblings. But yeah, I should have gone with that.
0: Joe Pearl, do you want to plug anything before I boot you and give Alex his FaceTime?
3: This is where I am. I'm on FIFA Overbook most of the time. I'm actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L, and I host on the main FIFA channel every Thursday night after Impact Wrestling, the post-Impact Wrestling show with Cresta Starr, who is phenomenal and hilarious. Cannot say nicer things about her than that uh, because legally I'm supposed to. And uh, that's, that's all I got. This was a fun time. So we'll, we'll be back on the channel soon.
0: Thanks, Joel. Alex, the floor is yours to say whatever you would like. Well, I'm glad you talked me into
2: uh, coming on the show, Jeremy. Thank you very much for your incessant bullying in my DMs that nobody realizes goes on, but it absolutely does. Um, Do want to say keep supporting Fightful and all of my good friends that you saw tonight on the show. But I do have my own YouTube show. You can see it behind me Monday night live on Inside the Robes every Monday, 8 p.m. UK time. I'd love to have you. We're going to have some guests In the coming weeks, got an AEW interview lined up this week, hopefully a WWE guest next week, so you guys will be able to ask them questions on my show. Um, So please do stop by and do that. But otherwise, yeah, I Talk Wrestling dropped this morning with Chris Jericho. Kind of a candid chat there about MJF, among other things, which was pretty cool. So everywhere you get podcasts, make sure you go out and grab that. Um, And I think that's just about... All of my plugging done, to be fair. Um, But again, thank you very much for letting me have the floor, Jeremy.
0: Thanks, Alex. I don't actually like you. Uh, You're not welcome. Yes, you
2: do. I'm going to release the DMs. (laughs) I'm going to release one day, right? Your Vince McMahon moment is going to be, oh, did you see that Jeremy really likes Alex? Release release all the DMs. Uh,
0: Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Joel. Thanks to Zach. Thanks to SB3 for being here on the dad edition of Pillar to Post. We'll be back, uh, if not next week, then the, the following week. Get back on schedule with everything. Everyone, uh, coming up the rest of the week on, on Fightful Overbooked, we have a show that's actually called Dad. It is Day After Dynamite with another dad, Will Washington. That is uh, every Thursday. Um, he reviews Dynamite with a special guest. I typically make a run-in on that show and annoy Will by just popping on at a random time during the show. Uh, we have New Japan Podcast. We have Joshi Podcast. Joel does a, a show with Tim. Joel might have another show. Coming up here pretty soon. SP3 and I do a show every Monday uh where we talk about not wrestling. We have a NBA draft watch along. Uh tomorrow night, SP three and I, eight p.m. Eastern that starts right here on this channel, Fightful Over Books. So everybody can join us if you're not if you do like wrestling, but also like the NBA, we'll be doing that. Everyone go over to Fightful. Everyone go to youtube.com slash fightful and do a show of the spotlight, 9 30 a.m. Eastern on Thursday. Everyone send Steven Jensen best wishes as he had the uh the the sickness there thanks guys thanks everybody for for joining us today we'll catch y'all later on